The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Do what only you can do. Let my voice be your voice. Let the voice the people will hear be your voice. Let me be diminished, but you be multiplied. Let them hear what I did not say, but you want to say to them. Let them hear beyond the words that I speak. In the name of Jesus, speak to everyone and all of us. Let us be blessed, let us be transformed, let us be changed, let us be renewed. Let us see new depths of you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Very quickly, turn to Genesis chapter 1. If you've gotten a copy of the handbill, it says disadvantage. There is more working for you than against you. It's a focus that we're going to run for a, a period and God has laid in my heart. So I'm just going to do a foundation in 15 minutes. What that is focusing on. Genesis chapter 1. From So let's go. It's a good place to start. We started a new church. We start from Genesis. <laughs> Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. Over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Hallelujah. This is the beginning of everything. That's where you and I come in. That's where you and I are positioned for the things that God wants us to do. That's where you and I take our place. God spoke to me and said, create a place for my people. And he gave me the word I shared in the first service that there is a place for you. There is a place for you. There's a place for you from the beginning. There is a place for you now. And there is a place for you tomorrow. The, the events of your life and the things that happen to you every day either take you towards that place or take you away from that place. And there is nothing you did or are doing or will do that determined the place that was set for you. From the foundation of the world, God in his infinite mercy and his mighty and his glory and his power designed a place. And then he said, let us create man. Question, what is man? Where did God see man before he said, let us create man? If I come to you and say, let us make a phone. You already have an idea of a phone. Alright? So, think like God. He says, let us create man. Why didn't the angels and Jesus and the Holy Spirit say, excuse sir, please, what is man? Is it cherubim or is it no, they didn't ask. So, it means that they already had an understanding what man is. Because they didn't ask him, what is man? They said, let us create man. And he now said the next statement. In our image, after our likeness. It means that the man that God is talking about is a replica of him. The man that God is talking about is like him. So they understood it. There was no question. There was no debate. There was no query. There was no, there was no debate about it. God wanted to create man and they all agreed. So they went together and decided to create man. And then God in his infinite mercy created this man. And then the Bible says God blessed him. Now, you and I as believers, and I've come to know Christ, we come with an understanding that when I come to God, 
then I will be blessed. Sorry, it's not true. When you come to God, you will get more than blessing. You know, people say that um, when you, I, 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 I hardly preach to people and tell them, come, Jesus loves you and you're going to be, God will make you good and prosper. No, listen, Jesus loves you. Come to him. That's the only reason. If you now have money, when you come to Jesus, extra. If you have cars, when you come to Jesus, extra. I'm not telling you that because you came to Jesus, you will have car, you have money. It's bobo. It doesn't work that way. Okay? Because the man that God created is a blessed man. The man that God created is not a born again man. Get me? He's a blessed man. He's a man that has dominion. So when that man fell, the Bible says, God told him, it said the ground is cursed for your sake. It did not say the man is cursed. The ground is cursed for your sake. So what will cost you, what will make things easy for you will now become hard. Where things are supposed to be easy, they now become hard. It, means that, it doesn't mean that you will not get it, but you will exact more effort to get it. Are you following my line of thought? You will exact more effort to get it. So eventually, you will get it. That's why I tell people, God is not the solution to poverty. God is not the one that will make you prosper. You can prosper without God. It's not a problem. You can have money without God. It's not a problem. And God is not angry that you're having money without him. No. You can do legitimate business, work hard and, and get money. God is not angry. Why God is angry or why he's calling you to come to him is because of the relationship that he had with you that was lost. So he's saying that if you recognize that relationship, you will make more than money. Money is so small an instrument that I did not create it. If it was that valuable, look at the scripture. Matthew, he said, look at the birds of the air. Look at the fish of the sea. He said, they don't toil. They don't plant. They don't sow. Yet your heavenly father takes care of them. Then he asks a question. Are you not much more valuable? It means that I have put so much value in you that by expression of that value, you should not lack, you should not want, you should live in abundance. By expression of that value. Simple and straight. So the man that God created is a man that God called to have dominion. That man is not a born again man. That man is not a redeemed man. That man is a man that God created. The Bible says there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth him understanding. The scripture did not say that there is a spirit in born again believers. It did not say that there is a spirit in, in um, 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 pastors or bishops. It said there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. Another part of the scripture says, there is a spirit in people everywhere. Another translation. It says there's a spirit in people everywhere. The inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. So God stands here before you and I and begins to usher in the things that he wants to do because he has installed in man the dimension to recreate his world change his world, impact his world. That man is not a born again man. It's an ordinary man. Now, you get, I will, I'll come to the other part, why it is, what, what, what it now means. So because you ask the question, why then should I be born again? Why then should I come to Christ? If, if all these things are available in man. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll come to that. So that man is the man that has dominion. That man is the, is the man that God has created for dominion. God did not take away his dominion when he created man. No, the dominion stayed with man. 
That's why you can find someone like Einstein will think and then create the light bulb and create so many things. And people will sit down and have inventions because they have the spirit of God. They have the inspiration of God. They have the dominion because what God has blessed cannot be caused. So the man that God blessed is blessed. But he said the effort you will exert to deliver on some outcome will have to stretch. That's why he said the ground is cursed. Not you are cursed. The ground is cursed for your sake. So now we come to Christ. Christ comes and says, we've been reconciled to God. Every one of us be reconciled to God. And some people say, okay, you need to make money. And they, they, they take you to a harbalist or do rituals and they all sorts and everything. And the money comes. Do you know that that's, that thing is from God? Let me tell you why it works. Because there is a law in the spirit that when you do things like that, certain things change in the realm of the spirit. Now, because... I don't want to go ahead of myself. Now listen, we also, as believers, we did rituals. You know, we killed, the, we killed God. We killed the son of God. He died willingly for us. That is ritual. That should give us what money cannot buy. So when other people are doing human rituals, we should stand our ground and say, the son of God died for me, so I qualify for what money cannot buy. I qualify for things that that I'm reduced and, and discounted, that ordinary people are chasing. That is our own stand. That is where you and I belong. So the devil sees that, that ah, if these people understand that somebody's blood was shed for them, they should be getting what money cannot get. But they don't understand. So he limits it to money and tells this person, bring this person's head, you become a millionaire. And then he brings the person's head and then he becomes a millionaire. And you think that's the way. No. It's something they saw in God, but because they cannot replicate it God's way, they had to look for a substandard way to replicate it. So you and I, first of all, have dominion in God. That dominion God has called us to express irrespective of who you are, where you are. Now, Christ comes and Christ died. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 from verse uh, 17 downwards, and it was saying that, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And then Christ is now in us reconciling the world unto God through us. That now makes us what? Ambassadors for Christ. It means that when you and I stand, everywhere we stand and express ourselves, the things that we express should have so much value and relevance and impact in the society such that the people that relate with us, when they will not feel our inferiority. They will feel our superiority. And because of that, they will come and say, who is your God? I want to know your God. So it is not I go to him and I say, um, brother, Jesus loves you. Come and be saved. No, I express something that God has put inside of me. And then from afar, the guy is watching me and said, look, I don't know. There's something about you. I just don't understand. And then he found out that you're a child of God. That is how God expects you and I to live. It is not until we tell people, don't you know that I'm saved? Don't you know that I'm born again? No. The expression of your life, the way you carry yourself and live your life and move should draw people to your source. Then they begin to question, who is your God? That is how it will happen in the end. The Bible says, one will draw another one and come and say they will run to the mountain of the Lord and say, take us to your God. That is the expression and that's what's supposed to happen now. Believers are supposed to be the one that will sit down and say, God, what is the cure for cancer? 
And because you read medicine, that's the essence. And you sit down with God under the Holy Spirit, under two hours, will open your eyes and revelation and give you the insight to it. Okay, I'll give you a typical example. This morning I was sharing with someone. We had some problems with the instrument and everybody was, was just trying to get it. The guy who was to, that's him, he's the one that was to do it. He didn't come on time, so that's him. Yeah, I've reported him now. Hey, I'm okay now. I've reported him. So he didn't come on time and then they were all trying to figure it out. I sat back there. I said, Lord, what do we do? He said, go there. Like, I went there. All of you guys were there, right? I stood there. They were all there. I stood there. He said, press this. I pressed it. He said, press this. I pressed it. And what happened? The sound came up. That is how your life is supposed to be. Every day. Every day. Every. That's the expression of a believer. Expression of a believer. I was given a testimony about this place. How, how, how we got this place. We didn't have one dime. One dime. It cost us 1.8 million. We didn't have one dime. Somebody that had 1 million can still talk. Somebody that had 500,000 can still talk. Somebody that has 200 can still do, eh, okay, let's negotiate. But when you didn't have one naira, what do you want to say except God sends you? What do you want to say? What exactly do you want to say? And that, I'm not saying the money to, this place was not like this. If I show you the picture, you run. It was like when God wanted to create the, the, the world, it was null and void. They call it tohu and bohu. It was empty. The darkness was upon the face of the deep. That was the description. That was the description. But God said, that's the place. That's the place. And I, I just came that Sunday, and I, I walked there. I got the agent's number. I called him. I called him that day. Now, listen. And he told me, he said, they've taken the place. I said, okay. I went back home. Sad. I went home like this. When I got home, I said, but God, I said, that's the place. That's the place. A few hours later, he called me and said, he called his boss, and his boss said, that the person that paid did post-dated check, but that they don't want to give it to the person. He said, Pastor, are you interested? I said, what do you mean I'm, I'm interested? I'm very interested. We didn't have the money. I said, I'm very interested. He said, okay, good. I said, I'll come see you in the office. Went to see him in the office. We spoke, and then we're here today. Now, that one was just to forget the place. <laughs> After I got it, I entered. I said, God... He said, that you show up. <laughs> oh, I run. <laughs> it was empty, null and void. And then God, because of his word and instructions, began to supply. After we paid 1.8 million, we spent almost about 2 million again or something to do all these things we're doing. From zero naira. Zero naira. So, I mean, think about it. What's, what's the problem? What are you chasing? It's nothing. Follow God's plan. There's a place for you. Find out what that place is. And key to it, align to it, and begin to move. The resources come, the supply come. Because this church is bigger than me. It's not me. It's about the lives of the people that want to be changed. So I can go before God and ask God for instructions and directions, take his word, and sow the seed. Because there are certain people that certain things will not move in their life unless they get encounter with this anointing. Unless they get encounter with this grace. So that's the whole essence. So I'm existing beyond myself. I'm not existing for myself. So when God, the God of the universe, now comes and creates a man and says, I give that man dominion. And then he tells that man to multiply. And then science tells us that seven plus billion people on this earth are not the same. It means that there is an expression in God that one man cannot contain. So it has to go to seven billion and keep going because it is different. I'm different from you, you are different from me. That is 
God, 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 God in seven plus billion ways. Tell me, how can that God be limited by money or material things or resources? Until Jesus comes, the world will keep multiplying and growing. It means that you cannot fully express or exhaust God. He will continue to show up in another baby that is born today. That is born this hour. As we are talking, maybe 500 babies or 1,000 babies have already been born. 1,000 God expressions have showed up. 1,000 God expressions have showed up on the earth. Now, they now limit themselves and start chasing things that are suboptimal. And think that that's the whole essence of your existence. No. You are more than who you are. One God in you should cause a nation to be stirred. One God in you should affect your community. So when you come here and you hear God's word and we teach you the word and we, and we, we pray, I hardly pray for people who are in business and stuff like that. I ask them, why should I pray for you? Because the whole idea about your business is because you, your dog, your wife, and your two children. End of story. That's all your business. So why should I waste my energy praying for you? No. If you come to me and tell me, Pastor, God gave me an idea. That idea is supposed to revolutionize Wuji, revolutionize Potakot. I will sit with you and let Kabo, Shata, Engaga, Gusa, send you forth and let the anointing flow. But why should I waste energy praying for you and all you just want is for you to earn 100,000 so that you can take care of yourself? No, that's a smallness of thinking. Are you telling me that that's all the God that you carry? That the expression of the Holy One of Israel is just so that you will end that and that ends you there? No. So if I sat down as a pastor and say, okay, I can preach to my wife and my children and I'm done and the people around me and I know I have a call of God on my life and God says, start this church, plant this church, do this. I say, God, I don't have money. I'm limiting what he has put inside of me. Rise to your feet. Like I said before, I don't know if I said it in this service. I think I mentioned the first service. I don't need to preach for three hours. I don't need to preach for two hours. I need to preach to the time of the service and I end it there. Why? Because when you leave here, you are going to go with God. I will not be there in your office. I will not be there in your home. I will not be there with the people that are around you. God will be there with you. But the only prayer I will pray is that when you are there, you will express dominion without apology. You will stand your ground and express your dominion without apology. God told me when I was moving into this place, he said, look, do not compete. Have dominion. I said, what do you mean, Father? He said, when you compete, you are looking at your neighbor and want to be better than your neighbor. When you have dominion, you are looking inside and say, what has God put inside of me? Let it come out. So the way that thing begins to find expression, anywhere it finds expression to, let it continue. It's not about money. So I don't, I don't pray to have money. Money is a small thing. I pray to have expression. I express more than money. What money cannot buy, I express it. Things that money cannot handle, I express it. I pray to have dominion and expression. That's my prayer. I don't pray, God, make me a millionaire. It's not, it's not a prayer point. It's a rubbish prayer point in, in presence of God. God, let me have dominion. Let me find expression. When you begin to find expression in God, it may bring you money. What if God wanted to make you a billionaire and all you are praying for is millions? And he said, the thing I put inside of you is supposed to find expression beyond millions. But you stuck on the goal. I don't even have goals. I have one goal in life. That goal is to have dominion in everything I do. Everything. Because if you have a goal, it ends there. Okay, your goal is to do what? 
is to become the president of Nigeria or president of a nation. They are presidents that are irrelevant. Do you know the president of Gabon? If the president of Gabon comes to comes to Port Harcourt, he will probably enter Keke and buy bolly and fish. Nobody will know. Think about it. You know? But if Dangote comes to Port Harcourt, Wike will leave everything he's doing. So, what are you praying for? Why are you, why are you chasing after God? Why? Why do we tell you to come to church? Why do we tell you to study and pray and focus on God? Why? It's not for you. It's for God in you to find expression and bless other people around you and be a blessing everywhere. Everywhere you step, you're just expressing goodness, expressing goodness. I was sharing with one of my members that for, for, for the past one week or so, everywhere I go, I've just been expressing goodness. I, I got into Keke from here. I was going there and the lady just sat beside me and I just, she just looked good with her kids and I paid for her and she was like, oh wow. You know, and another, I was somewhere else again. Somebody was like, okay, you know what, how much is it I pay? I mean, just express goodness. Let God be flowing out of you. You don't need to tell people you are saved or you are born again. They will say, it's like there's something about you. That is the God. Lift your hands to heaven. Beyond the words that I've said, beyond the things that I've spoken, let God minister to you. Let your heart be open to him. Receive things that are beyond you. This ministry has come to this place for a reason. It's beyond me. It's beyond anybody. It's an idea of God. It's an idea of God. It's an idea of God. And I'm trusting God that everyone who has indicated to be part of this assignment will find expression in everything that God has called them to do and be complete and total. There is an advantage in you, in God. Thank you, precious Father. Father, I pray for everyone here. I thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will do. Thank you for the lives that will be changed, transformed in the name of Jesus. I ask, Father, from this moment, as everyone goes and leaves this place, they go in your spirit, your grace, your anointing, your power, and your favor in the name of Jesus. Things work for them in the name of Jesus. The grace on this anointing, the grace on this, on this uh, assembly will cause them to begin to think beyond themselves. Go into depths and heights of you and unlock their genius and creativity that you have put from the beginning and the foundation of the world. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Glory to God. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please have your seat for a minute. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org.